say that I'm very sorry for my absence and making episodes and that was because I was and still kind of am actually pretty sick I uh, they don't know what I have <laughs> I tested po- negative for I almost said positive tested negative for COVID and for influenza uh, I have no clue what's going on but I'm uh, slowly getting better. So I am here, and this is the first ever live stream podcast I'm doing. I'm, I'm super stoked for this. Uh, if you come in, I'm on Twitch. got two different camera angles. Uh, don't worry, the camera adds a, a couple hundred pounds. So... This angle is not the greatest. <laughs> you there? <laughs> Excuse me. So I am. I'm super excited to try this. Um, I've never ever done a podcast and been live at the same time. It's always been the comfort of being secluded in my office. So. Either way, I have a great show for you today, and in particular, there's a couple things I want to talk about. One, it's going to be fun. Uh, I I got this book for my birthday, and it's literally a book. You can see it on the live stream. It's called The Book of Useless Information. Doesn't that sound like a must-read? Like, everybody should have this in their bathroom while they're going to the bathroom. You know? Right? I sure think so. And then I want to talk about something serious in the next, in the second segment. So, we'll get to that towards the end of this first half hour. I also have a lot of stress relief relief relieved because today was officially the last day of my semester it was a tough semester in the fact that I had a lot of outside things influencing stress levels and making making it harder to focus but this coming semester which is in about two weeks I get a little bit of a break, but uh, I start my field work, and it's very exciting. And that was my phone that vibrated. I apologize. Silly me and technology. 
So I hope I hope you all have been well. I had a birthday on the twenty first. Turned thirty seven. Still young at heart. Still young, I guess, in body, but or in mind at least. I really hope that most of you are enjoying what year you're in. You know, as far how old you are, the year, your age, I guess, enjoying your age. Because so many people, and, and my son actually said this last night. He said, I can't wait to be older. And I'm like, dude, they don't. Do you know how much it sucks to be an adult? It's not where you get to just. You know, have fun and play with toys and not have to worry about... I mean, somebody feeds you. <laughs> somebody makes you food, does your laundry. You don't even know what rent means. I would love to be his age again. But he's, he's, he's so cute, man. I love being a father. So the most fun time of my life this last six years. So let's dive into this book, dude, because I'm really, I'm actually really excited to, to read about this. And I thought a good topic would be love and romance. Why not, right? There, it's literally like a uh, 700 page book. So, Normal Folks Made Famous. Let's read about that. Joey Badafuco? <laughs> Badafuco? Was once an unknown Long Island name. Long Island auto repair owner with a knack for robbing the cradle. He began an affair with a 16-year-old Amy Fisher. Oh, that's terrible. And tried to conceive... Uh, oh, convince, sorry. Convince him to leave his wife. Apparently Fisher, who was given the nickname Long... The Long Island Loida. Lolita. See, I'm a West Coast guy, so I he's talking about East Coast stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. Like, when was this? Oh, the 90s. <laughs> Boom! Just dropped the 90s reference right there. Let y'all didn't know that. I, I, it's like an Easter Easter egg in all of my all my episodes. There's some kind of 1990s reference. So, let's get back at it. Um, so he was named that by the press, but was displeased with his refusal to do so because, or she was, sorry, because on May 19th, 1992, she rang the doorbell of the Budafuku's. <laughs> Excuse me, I am terrible at pronouncing weird or not weird, but different names. 
uh, home and shot Joey's wife, Mary Jo, point blank in the head. Okay. Didn't see that one coming. I mean, maybe I'd be like, wow, okay. Um, Mrs. Budafuco, and if, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, miraculously survived the assault and went on to identify Fisher as her, her attacker. Joey served four months in prison for statutory rape, while Fisher served seven years for aggravated assault. Both Fisher and Joey seem to have recovered from the unfortunate event. Uh, Botafuco travels the talk show circuit. The Fisher and Fisher wrote a book about her teenage transgressions entitled If I Knew Then. Okay. All right, let's try this one. See, I guess I guess this fits perfectly because I don't know any of these people, and that was like a completely. It wasn't really a useless story. I don't really know why that was that was put on there. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense because that. There's a lot going on in that first story. All right, here's the second one. Famous fo folks made infamous. French actor, oh boy, here we go. Marie, not even gonna attempt that, dude. Nope. Uh, experienced a horrible bout of jealousy propelled carnage from her rock star boyfriend, Betran Cantat. Cantat, can't. <laughs> I'm sure that's French too. Um, oh, during the summer of 2003. Ooh, dude, that's when I graduated high school. Yeah, I'm old. You don't. I saw there was a meme or a TikTok video. Somebody was crying because they're like. They somebody made fun of them because they were born in 1994 as being old. I was like, bro, <laughs> try being born in the 80s, man. You feel really old. And then the uh, 70s people are like, try being born in the 70s, and so on and so forth. Everybody gets old. That's part of life. Scorpion. It's weird. To, it's really weird to hear when somebody's like, I was born in 1994. I'm like, I was nine. I remember that Super Bowl. I think that was the year the 49ers crushed the Chargers. Steve Young. Yeah. Unless you don't know. I'm pretty sure that was that year. Um, Ex-boyfriend had four sons by four different Oh, wait, she had. Sorry. I was like, what the heck? Um, she had four sons by four different men with whom she kept in contact. Well, that's good. Uh, he was also jealous of her 
fictional affairs. Having demanded that she stopped acting, acting in on-screen love scenes. I mean, if that's her job to be an actress, I don't know, dude. That's dumb. Uh, by August first, she was dead. This book is dark, dude. <laughs> and there goes my cough. Pathologist likened the blows on her head to the impact of being thrown against the wall at 125 miles per hour. The boyfriend was charged with manslaughter. And what? Sentenced to eight years in prison. Wait, so he... He killed her and only got charged with manslaughter? This book is a little suspect here. Uh, in 20, er, 2007, he was released on parole for serving four years. His early release set off an international debate about whether perpetrators of crimes of passion should be given more leniency than more cold and calculated counterparts. I don't know if this section is useless information. That seemed pretty useless to me, or useful to me. Am I the only one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's okay. Let's move on to the next section here. I now pronounce you man and dog. What? Okay. Let's check this out. In uh, 2007, a 33-year-old Indian farmer laborer named P. Selvakumar uh, married a four-year-old female dog named Selby. There's no word as to who, as to where the couple registered. <laughs> the family of the groom had selected Sel uh, Selby from an array of strays, then bathed the bride-to-be and dressed her in an orange sari and garland of flowers in the style of traditional Hindu marriage ceremony. The, the, betroth the betrothed strolled at the head of the ceremony. Uh, oh, dude. Nearly two... I can't even finish this, dude. I don't know. Near, nearly 200 guests attended the reception enough of a crowd to spook the bride into running. So he was later captured and uh, uh, oh my god dude they did the oh with the bun I thought I thought they did the garter thing like he took a garter off a dog oh I'm glad that wasn't I'm sorry I am wasting your guys' time. 
Maybe that's why this is use useless information. Because it's so cringeworthy. Oh my god. So, is that, is that, is that legit? Like, maybe in that country you can get married to an animal. Uh, kind of want to go back to the beginning here. A weapon for peace. Tesla. Let's talk about Tesla. Tesla's particular area of uh, specialty was electricity, but unlike Thomas Edison, his contemporary rival and one-time employer, oh, so Tesla used to work for Edison, that's cool. Tesla's knowledge of medium, of the medium seemed more akin to sorcery than science. He claimed his discovery and in interventions came to him in hallucinatory flashes. I don't see um, Thomas Edison cars driving around. Is anyone else? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Tesla's not... Uh, um, oh, sorry. Oh, we already read that. In his laboratory, he entertained uh, luminar luminaries with, uh, such as Mark Twain and President Theodore Roosevelt with displays of electrical wonder. As Tesla grew older, his claim and concepts for inventions became more bizarre. Many of these were born from the hatred of warfare. He was convinced that future, that future peace and prosperity lay in the development of weapons so terrible, yet universally available, that all nations would cease to consider warfare practical means of settling disputes. Hmm. Maybe he was referring to the nuclear bomb. That's that's very interesting actually. Think about think about that. I know he's not like no Elon Musk or whatever. Is that that's the guy who's running? I don't even know, dude. That's how much I don't care about Tesla, but I do appreciate Tesla because, I mean, they they build amazing MRI machines. They build so many things, and they power homes. Not a fan of their cars, but that's just me. I can have my own opinion. Doesn't mean I hate anybody that drives a Tesla. And you know, if all y'all Tesla haters and like I've seen the road rage videos. Where were you when the Prius came out? Right? Owen was going around throwing chase throwing sodas at cars and chasing people around and telling them they're nuts. Well we also didn't have social media. <laughs> so it could have been happening. Alright, I got time for one more. And we're gonna shift gears here.
shift them. From Stalingrad to Star Wars, new. No. Let's skip stuff that triggers my anxiety. Games people play. Okay. Great golf courses from around the world. Doesn't that sound interesting? Listen, the only time I ever had play a fun playing golf was I was working for uh, an automotive company, and it was a company held event. They rented out a entire golf course, and I think if. Okay, so before the, um, you know, the seltzer alcohol became super famous, there used to be, uh, there used to be Four Locos, it, and it was giant, like four serving, giant tall can of, uh, I forgot what's in it. There's got to be tequila in there. And it was like an energy drink. Slash get you wasted drink. <laughs> and uh, last time I went golfing, I had two of those and played in the sun. And I was so drunk, I we me and my buddy were stumbling. We somehow got back to the clubhouse. I didn't even. I think I hit the ball like three times. We we're out there for like tw uh, not twelve hours, like six hours. We somehow got back to the clubhouse into the bar and we were we were so drunk that we had to eat and I just remember like I don't even know how I got got to the bar but uh, I mean we weren't driving or anything we were stumbling around the golf course and then we had to wait to sober up which took the rest of the day so little tangent <laughs> Let's talk about St. Andrew's Old Golf Course in the 1400s, public in Scotland. St. Andrew's represents six centuries of golf on six courses, of which the old course is the most famous. Story hole number 17, the famous road, road hole, par four, 455 yards from the black tees, with the hungry uh, road bunker waiting anyone who overshoots the green. Says in the road bunker, can't, oh, oh, stays in the road bunker, can be only, oh, can be so long the golfer needs to find a motel. If you could see me right now, I'm like looking around like, that right there is useless information. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Who cares about golf? Roller derby, dude. Yes. Here we go. 2004, the Woman's Flat Track Roller Derby Association was founded bringing women's competitive roller derby back to the masses. With roots in the 1930s, 
derby bouts were rowdy, risky, fun, and imbued with a special brand of humor, as evident uh, evidenced by names of the players, referees, and support staff. Some of the names. <clears throat> Tequila Mockingbirds. Windy City Rollers. Windy is in like the name Windy. Yeah. You can't see what I see. <laughs> Bo uh, Bone Crawford. Jersey Shore Roller Girls. I'm not sure. Anything like Jersey Shore? <laughs> Gil Gefilite Gefilite Fists Philly Roller Girls Midwife Crisis <laughs> Midwife Crisis Oh my God, dude. Genghis Connie Gorilla Graceless Kelly Doris Day of the Dead Skatey Keurig <laughs> What dude? Uh Cruisin' B. Anthony <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sick. Grudge Judy. Abby Rogue. Raggedy Animal. Hmm. Elemental. Oh, I get it. Nice, dude. Count Smackula. Dude, those are, those are some rad names. I think that was it for that. All right. I feel like it needs to be like one of those old book commercials or um, not book commercials. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to do two things at once. It needs to be like one of those old. Um, was it? Was it Bud Light? The Real Men of Genius? Something like that, right? The real men of Jesus. I said Jesus, not genius. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling right now. I thought I was, uh, healthy enough to, to record this. It's hard to breathe. Anyway, I'm going to get my mind back together. And the second half, uh, we're going to have a little, little real talk. Uh, but if you've, uh, if you've listened to the show, you know that we have a musical interlude coming up. So please stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back.
All right, everyone. Welcome back. Listen, um, gonna have to uh, shift gears. You know, we're in, we're in, uh, we're in high. We're gonna shift into low, right? If you got an old school four wheel drive truck, I want to talk about something that's been bothering me last week, last ten days or so. There's um, an emerging trend. And most of you know that I'm becoming a social worker and I stand for social justice and, um, you know, when asked the question, cause I am a white male in America, asked the question of do black lives matter to me? And I mean, the thought is, well, every life matters, right? That's that's the argument people make. Well, well, all lives matter, even white people. But the fact of the matter is, black people are being systematically killed. And to ignore those facts is just ignorance. And just you just don't care. Because there's no denying that there's there's disparities in the justice system. When you look at the conviction rates or the sentencing of a, you know comparable crimes between a, a white person and a black person, the black person is going to get treated way way harder. Than, than the white person. That's very sad. And so, uh, this this side of the this side of the the show, this segment, uh, I want to talk about a couple different things that hopefully a, a, a large majority of people will hear. First of all, I've talked about my my religious faiths before on previous episodes I hair I, I decided to follow I've never I haven't been religious like in in Christian sense uh, for a long time and you know I never felt the connection to it I never I could never fully buy in because it just didn't make sense to me so many rules and you know, and that the whole fact that for me, at least for other people, this is fine. I'm not judging. But the fact that I was being judged so much, I just didn't like it. I mean, you're told not to judge and yet judged on everything I do. I mean, tattoos or, you know, having pre having fornic uh, fornicating or, whatever it may be I just don't I never it just didn't make sense you know if you love the person and you're gonna marry them why do you need the government to say yeah you're officially husband and wife and then you can sleep with them you know that that part never made sense to me (sighs) but there's 
So my faith is, well, first of all, it ties to my heritage. I'm um, Northwestern European, um, Scottish, Irish. I have descendants from, I'm, or I have ancestors from Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Den, Denmark. And so I, you know, I fell in love with the, um, the old, the old religion and every, someone asked on TikTok, I am, yeah, I'm addicted to TikTok, whatever. I don't care. Somebody asked, Someone dressed up like they were on the set of the show, the uh, Vikings. He had his hair done and he was just looking like a complete idiot. And he just kept, you know, some people asked him what religion he was. And he said, I am Viking. It's like, bro, <laughs> that's not a religion. If he, if people that I was asked if, if being Viking or, or wanting to be like that is trendy and getting your hair cut, you know, where you braid it, like, like Travis, uh, is it Travis Fimmel? Oh, yeah. Travis Fimmel who, um, who made that hairstyle up. Okay. If you look up the history of the show. He literally showed up to film one day with that hairstyle. And the, the director was like, oh, that looks cool. Let's make Ragnar look like that. Most people from that time era had long hair. But they took care of their hair, but they didn't have weird dreads and braids. They could have had braids. There's no real evidence of it. So a lot of that was fictionalized. Does it look cool? Heck yeah. I totally get that it looks rad. But and I and I wore that hairstyle. But then everybody started doing it. And then you get the man bun jokes. <laughs> it's just it's time to, you know, I kind of like the long hair, don't care look right now. So, I uh, I really, I really started to embrace the culture and that I came from. Even though it's all Christian over there now, but. I'm, I love history and, you know, I started studying Norse, Norse mythology, which was predominantly the religion of, before Christianity took it over. And, you know, it just, it all truly makes more sense to me than any other religion that I've experienced. 
and that's that's what works best for me why should anyone care any different right and there are, are a lot of symbols or different gods that I pray to there are, you know there's different things I believe in I believe that happen I don't go around bashing and saying that uh, you know other people's religions are wrong because I, I don't like being told that so I listened to my mother when she told me to treat others how you want to be treated I guess a lot of people didn't listen to their parents when most people find out that I'm especially like really in-depth Christians really devoted which is it's great for them but there was another guy on on a live stream on TikTok and he was just talking about how the Bible and his view of Christianity was the only the only way and everybody would kept saying Jesus is God and I was like okay isn't there like a father too and and they kept saying yes and then I said okay so Jesus was a God and they said yes I said so there's two gods they said no but you just said that Jesus is a God and the father is a God so I'm confused and then they'd say he's a physical representation of God which doesn't make sense either so ultimately he started bashing every other religion I, and he asked me what I believed in because I was chatting with him and I told him you know I'm that the correct terminology because uh, that I use is I'm a heathen and what comes to mind when you hear the word heathen right somebody running around and causing mischief you know heathen is what they what early American settlers labeled Native Americans as and you know why that was because they didn't believe in Jesus they weren't Christian so anything that's not Christian is heathen But it's better than saying I'm also true. Also true is a word that means belief in the gods. And I can't use that term. And that brings me to my exact topic. The reason why I can't use that term, you, you might be thinking, is because many, many years ago, a man named... Adolf Hitler decided to use some of the religion, religious aspect of Norse mythology mixed with Greek mythology mixed with Roman mythology and pervert it and mashed it together and came up with the Nazi 
agenda. Most of their symbols are taken from each one of those religions. Swastika is is a is a very sacred symbol in many religions that can't be used ever again because of it, it definitely was a symbol of peace and love and prosperity at one point and now it's a symbol of hate because of what he did because of a little guy with a mustache the weird looking mustache that claimed Germany was the only true nation yet he was from Austria <laughs> makes a lot of sense right that's like any 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 mass if you if you say all the right things let's look at Trump you say all the right things that guy is a complete dumpster fire as a, of a person yet he, he is revered by a large majority of our country he sexually assaults women and admitted it and got elected president I mean <sighs> I'm not going to get started on that. And I don't care. I don't. Yeah, Trump. We're... He's going to make America great again. You know what the in most interesting part of any time that a president takes over? Because you say Biden is, is you know, running the country into the ground. Well, normally when the stock market is politically driven so when the presidents change they know their policies are going to change that means that that the effectiveness of tra trading goods and the cost of goods are going to change depending on if there's a republican or a democrat in office and that isn't how a free market should operate but then again you could say they're free to be that way. So, back on talk on topic. There's a new movement that I I heard about, and I want everyone to be cognizant of this, okay? And that is the the new White Lives Matter movement. It is completely and utterly a hate group. And the other reason why I know that is because it made it on ADL.org. ADL stands for Anti-Defamation League. And they, they keep track of all the hate groups in America. White Lives Matter, which is just emerged into to the media, it's a hate group. At the end of the day, let's think about this. Do do white lives matter? Of course they do, because every life matters. But when compared to black lives. I hate saying it, brown lives, whatever color lives that are not white, when they are treated f 
far inferior than white people, then they matter more. Right? It's that old, it's that, it's not old, but there was a saying, like, you live on a, on a street and there's houses all around, different colors, different looks, different everything, right? Do all those houses matter to the fire department as far as fire safety goes? Yes. Fire safety is, should be like, represents society, right? Right now, the black house on the, on the street, on this imaginary street is on fire. Does the, does the fire department care about all the other homes? Yes. But they're going to focus on the house that's on fire to save it. That's what Black Lives Matter means. No movement has ever been perfect. People, people, you know, always say, you know, I'll be like Martin Luther King Jr., he dealt with it was a different era for them he was ending segregation he was he was fighting a different war and they are not comparable but he was the most peaceful did he have his times of when he couldn't handle it i i couldn't imagine being him he has to be the strongest person in in history and then somebody killed him. It's just, it just it, it boggles my mind that that this white lives matter is even a thing. Oops, <laughs> that's my alarm. That is, I, I pick the most annoying sound so that I can remember, or it it uh, it shakes me awake. Or I think that's the point of alarms. You know, my son was like, "Can I use the alarm on my alarm clock?" And it was like a super old alarm clock, or like old, but it's it's a digital alarm clock. And I was like, "Dude, you don't want to hear that alarm." Cause he's like, why not? I was like, cause it's annoying. And he's like, why? Cause it's supposed to annoy you to get out of bed <laughs> instead of just laying through it. All right, let me finish strong. I only got a few minutes left. Uh, so if anybody hears this, you know. I want you to know I am a white man and I care. I don't I care about all lives, but the focus needs to be on equality, inclusion, equity, ending all these disparities, systematic slaughter of minorities, the the disparities in hiring processes. People should just be looked at for who they are as a person, not the color of their skin. 
So if we go to the ADL org, White Lives Matters, or White Lives Matter, sorry, is a white supremacist group. Apparently, it was formed in 2015, so I don't know why it's just now about to merge its little head. So it was organized as a racist response to the BLM movement, which arose to protest against police brutality against African Americans and garnered considerable publicity in 2004 for the protests of Fergus in Ferguson, Missouri. <clears throat> I had left uh, Missouri shortly after that happened, or shortly before that happened. Uh, Ferguson is right outside of St. Louis. And I've been t through Ferguson, and uh, uh, it was a, a very bad situation, and Michael Brown didn't deserve that. I should do a, definitely another episode on um, on police and their treatment and possible possible ways to come up with solutions instead of just pointing at the problem. Let's, let's figure out how to fix this, right? So since 2015, white supremacists in several states, especially members of the Texas-based um, white supremacist group Aryan Renaissance Society have promoted the slogan White Lives Matter with flyers, protests, forming loose campaign and popularization of the phrase. Um, other white supremacist groups, including the KKK, were also using the slogan. So if, you, if you're white and you're like, you know, oh yeah, that sounds like something... Yeah, that sounds like something uh, I'd want to support because I, you know, white people are being discriminated against. Think twice before you align with white supremacists. Because let's say they win, right? White people remain supreme. Then they're going to hate. Then it's going to go back to the way it was before when this country was founded. If you weren't a certain type of white person, you know, I'm, I'm heavily Irish, like 38% Irish. And at some, at some points in, in major cities, especially in Boston, an Irish person wasn't allowed inside of an establishment. They were treated just as equally uh, terrible as black people and that that ten, that uh dissipated from the civil war and not to mention in the english the way they treated the irish and the scottish and so if you let this white supremacists win they're going to find an another person to hate that's why they're called hate groups they the they don't love white people. They love the fact that they have the privilege. That's all it is. So don't drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? 
if you if you're ever curious if you're like hey i really feel like joining this movement it's kind of kind of sketchy though like you're worried about it like i was with my religion that's why i don't say i'm also true because when i do there there are like if you see a group with the word also true and um and the and the word folk or township or or something to do with a group of people they are hate groups some aren't though it's hard to judge and it it sucks because i'm proud of my religion i'm proud i feel good when i pray and i've done so much research into it and reading the sagas and and interpreting it for myself and that it nothing to me in that race promotes a superiority of a color of a person but i'm a heathen and i'm proud of it but i'm not a bad person and I'm not mean, and I, I don't discriminate. I would say that I love people and care and want to help as much as the best Christian out there. At the end of the day, it comes down to the person. But anyway, I was saying, if you want to make sure that you're not going to join a hate group go to adl.org they they also take donations they they stand up against these groups they they monitor them they get you information on what their hate signs look like so you see someone walking around with a certain slogan on their shirt you can tell that they're part of that group or a supporter of it so anyway i apologize for the information that was you know some of this could be very very hard to talk about but at the same time it needs to be talked about and i, I really appreciate all all my listeners and my friends on tiktok and maybe twitchell i i'm gonna I think I am going to stream on YouTube more, but I'm, I'm really grateful for, um, my friendship and, and my classmates and everybody that has supported me and my professors go after your dreams, man. Don't, don't have dreams and just sit there and daydream about them. Put them into action, into action. And if you're worried about money, there's always ways to find money. Okay? Reach for the stars. Anyway, I love you. I'm going to leave you early. Enjoy this exit music. This uh, That is for the recorded podcast listeners. I love you one live viewer or two, whoever you are. Even if you're a robot, I still love you. All right.
I will. I promise. Once I fully get better, and not so sick, I will. I will jump back on and make more podcasts. So, y'all say, stay safe out there. If you're sick, wear a mask. Do the right thing. Don't be. Make everything so political. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love you guys, and I'll and you'll hear from me soon. All right. Peace.